Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Good Book Study. My name is Elaine B and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. Today is Wednesday, October 4, 2017. Today we're reading from the big book and we are on page 153, the second paragraph, starting with Our Hope is When This Chip of a Book. Today's readers are Rebecca S. for the 12 Steps, Liz T. for the 12 Traditions, Sherry K.B., Amanda B., and Dion R. The reference number for the 10 a.m. meeting for yesterday, October 3rd, someone's unmuted. If you could press star 1 to mute your phone, that would be so helpful. Thank you. The reference number for yesterday's meeting, October 3rd at 10 a.m., is 10499. That's 10,499. And the reference number for this morning's 7 a.m. meeting for Wednesday, October 4th, is 10501. That's 10,501. DOA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Rebecca S. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, this is Rebecca S. from Southern California. Can you hear me well? Yes, thank you. Great. 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol that our lives had become unmanageable. We came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could endure us. We made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Four made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrong. Excuse me. Yes. Excuse me, please, uh, Rebecca. It's just a little bit quiet. Could you please adjust your your um, oh, sure. volume a little bit. Thank you. That's much better. Thank you. Okay, great. Okay. Um, I think I was on six. We're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except one to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics 
and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks, Pat. Thank you, Rebecca S. I will now ask Liz T. to read the 12 traditions. Liz, we're having a little bit of um, distortion or static um, on the line. Can you can okay. you speak again? I'll try this. Is that better? Um, actually, it's not that great. Are you using a headphone? I just turned that off. I'm back to my iPhone. Okay. I'm I'm so sorry. It's really not coming very, uh, through very clearly. Would you mind if we have Don R read for us, please? That's fine. Yep. Oh, thank you so much, Liz. Sorry about Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Oh, thank you so much, Liz. Dion R., could you please read the traditions for us? Yes, I sure can. Um, thank you. Tradition one. Um, hi, I'm Dion R., Recover Compulsive Overeater. One, our common welfare is to come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there's the one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop compulsively eating. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one authority. Uh, has the one, I'm sorry, group has the one primary purpose to carry its message to the alcoholic who still, I mean, the compulsive eater who still suffers. Six, an OA group but never endorsed, financed, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise that's problems of money, property, and prestige diverted from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, over the years, anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA SS ought never be organized, but we may create um, service committees. I mean, we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name might never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction. Other than a promotion, we need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and film. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions ever reminding us to place principles before personality. Thank you very much, Dion R. and Liz T. as well. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only.
Abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page 153, paragraph 2, that begins, Our Hope is When This Chip of a book. And um, I will ask Sherry KB to begin reading. Good morning, Elaine. Good morning, everybody. This is Sherry KB in Northern California, Grateful Recovered Compulsive Reader. Uh, thank you so much for your service and welcome everybody on the line. Our hope is that when this chip of a book is launched on the world tide of alcoholism, defeated drinkers will seize upon it to follow its suggestions. Many, we are sure, will rise to their feet and march on. They will approach still other sick ones, and fellowships of Alcoholics Anonymous may spring up in each city and hamlet, havens for those who must find a way out. Um, this little chip of a book, I find that interesting, that word chip of a book. That's a very modest way to say how amazing this book really is. Um, and then to say this little chip of a book against the world tide of alcoholism, the world tide of compulsive reading, wow. Um, defeated drinkers will seize upon this, um, you know, grab onto this, like your life depends on it, to follow these these suggestions, to to follow the steps, to, to read the first 164 pages of this book. Um, and that and we'll rise to our feet. We'll get out of our disease. We'll, we'll be recovered people once we put the food down and rise up once we do this work, work the steps, get into this book. Um, it's amazing. And then we get to go help others. And that's the only way that I can keep stay recovered is to help others. And that's where, you know, is so important. I know that a lot of people do the work and then they go, thank you very much, and they leave. And it's so important to help other people. And um, for this, to me, I feel responsible um, to do this, and I want to do it um, because, you know, we can go into our meetings, our face-to-face -face meetings. A lot of people are talking about how they're having problems at face-to-face -face meetings. Then, to me, I need to carry the message to that meeting and be there for someone who is suffering because that – to me, I am responsible for, and to also just, you know, I love the word haven. Haven means shelter, retreat, harbor, sanctuary, a place of safety and refuge, and, you know, I don't know about you, but whenever I walked into the doors of OA, I felt like I was home, and I want to make sure that people can come home, and it's through this book and through meetings and face-to-face -face meetings and being there and supporting our fellows. Um, to me, to me, I'm totally responsible for that. Um, I, I think of two fellows that I know at my face-to-face -face meeting, and one always has this email that says, always to extend the hand and heart to, of OA to all of who share my compulsion for this I am responsible. And then this other friend, this fellow, always says, you know, this is my happy place. And, you know, for me, I want to stay recovered. I love this phone bridge. I love the people on it. But I also know that I need to give back what I've been generously been given, and I must do that. I must help others find a way out. And just a little history here. 
uh, a way out was originally what was going to be the name of this book. And thank you so much for letting me share in that. I pass. Thank you. Thank you very much, Sherry KB. Who would like to comment on this paragraph today? Kathleen Allison O. L. This is Larry. Kathleen O. I heard Larry and somebody else L in the middle there. Allison L. Allison L. Who else would like to comment today? Terry Mo Kathy Joe P. I heard Kathy Joe P. And I believe Lois. Is that right? Two others. Who else say here? Sherry H. Uh, Sherry S. I believe, and Lois H. Mo. 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 Thank you. You're <laughs> <We're> welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And um, all right. I think I've. I think I have it right. There might be one name here. I'm not so sure about Kathleen O. Allison L. Larry K. Carrie S. Kathy Jo P. And Mo H. All right. Kathleen O, please go ahead. Good morning. Thank you so much. This is Kathleen O, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Northern California. Um, It's so nice. My technology is working this morning. Yesterday it bombed out on me and I couldn't be heard for some reason. Um, Anyway, so, and it's great to be back in this meeting. I've been gone for a while, so it's so nice to be live again. Our hope is that when this chip of a book is launched on the world tide of alcoholism, I love the word hope because when I came into 12-step, I didn't have any hope. And and I did see hope in, in the rooms because I saw some people that this was working for. And, you know, this book was meant to be a useful tool to help, um, you know, other alcoholics find a solution and create a fellowship. And it actually worked. I mean, alcohol, AA is all over the place and has grown tremendously. And this chip of a book has also helped other types of addiction, including, you know, people like me, a compulsive overeaters and, and over, overeaters anonymous. And, um, but I, I do find it interesting how so many meetings don't focus on and frequently never even mention the big book. Um, you know, compulsive overeaters want a way out, but they don't recognize the suggested program of recovery um, that that's found within this this chip of a book, unless people are talking about it. And um, you know, the directions in this book are simple. They're not always easy, but they're simple. And the and the directions lie in this chip of a book. And and I have had so much um, growth and and recovery um, on vision. And I thank God for vision and the person who had the idea for making a meeting that has helped us focus our attention on where the answer is. And that's in, you know, the first 164 pages of this big book. And I'm grateful for all the people who, you know, make this meeting work. Um, You know, this chip of a a meeting, it's like this is a chip of a meeting vision. And there is hope. And it it lies in the 164 pages. And um, this program really works. And this chip of a meeting is really what, this paragraph was talking about because I have never seen anything grow like vision has. When I first came on vision, there was under 200 people on that phone list. And now I think there's 4,500 or something. I mean, clearly this is what this paragraph means. This, what we're doing here on these lines is what this is all about. And it works when we do the big book. And that's why this meeting has grown so much. And so many people on the line are recovered. 
and thank you, and I pass. Thank you very much, Kathleen No. Allison L., you're up next, followed by Larry Kay. Thank you, moderator. Good morning. This is Allison L., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Ohio. Um, this, this amazing book, I wanted to say that um, this amazing book, following the directions within it, uh, I've reached recovery twice. The first time abstinence came pretty easily, and I worked through the steps. And then um, I decided that the suggestions of steps 10, 11, and 12, as outlaid as laid out in this book, that they, that I didn't need those. Um, and so I decided that um, in my step 10s, I no longer needed to talk to people in recovery. That I could just um, pray. And then I decided I no longer needed to carry this message to others. Um, so I stopped doing that, and um, I gradually. Um, fell into uh, relapse and um, then I became defeated to the point where the disease had uh, progressed to the point where I could no longer get through one day being abstinent not even one day I was entirely defeated and unsure if uh, if there was hope that this book could work for me again but coming to this meeting listening to this meeting it was a haven for me because I heard other people speak of relapse and how um, they had crawled out of the, the dark hole uh, of despair by, again, following the suggestions in this book. So I did it again. And in order to, to get abstinent day by day, I had to use the tools to support me. I had to have an action plan every single day. How was I going to get through the day being abstinent when I couldn't do it on my own? And so I, I used the tools an action plan every day. I listen to this meeting, the recordings of this meeting every single day, sometimes all day long in order to stay abstinent long enough to work through these steps again. And so I now follow the suggestions every single day from this book and I continue to live in recovery and keep coming back to this haven of a meeting and to my local meeting where I can carry the message that we can recover, we can follow these simple steps. They are for anyone who wants to stop eating compulsively and they can work. With that, I pass. Thank you very much, Allison L. Larry Kay, you're up next, followed by Carrie S. Good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me okay? Yes, Larry. Thank you. Oh, okay. Thanks so much. Um, what a pleasure to be on this meeting. I haven't been on this, this meeting before, but um, this, this is Larry Kay. I'm a recovered compulsive reader from Chicago, and it, um, this chip of a book yeah, was launched out. I, I doubt if Bill um, realized at the time what, this, what the eventuality would be in launching this book. You know, those early pioneers, they launched this book, and it, you know, the first 164 pages are the instructions for how to work this practical program of action. And I'm, I'm really grateful that eventually the disease around, you know, the noose around my neck of this disease tightened. Because honestly, I wanted to rewrite this book. I thought I could write it better. And I was looking for some shortcuts, and I was looking for ways to just maybe not have to go through the uncomfortability of putting the food down and, and, and experience a complete spiritual transformation. And, you know, eventually as the disease had its grip on me, eventually against my better judgment, because my judgment told me, how could this book, this is fantasy. This is, this is wishful thinking. How could this book result in a complete spiritual transformation, which among other things would drive out the obsession to compulsory? How could that happen? And I read lots of books read lots of books over the years and, and nothing ever solved my problem. And yet this chip of a book 
Now, just reading the book, you can show up on the line every morning. You can read the book, study it with us. You can. It, it is a practical program of action. It's not contemplation. We have to take some actions. And, and through those actions, we don't effectuate or bring about a spiritual awakening. One is what I realized is God, this higher power, did this on my behalf, this merciful higher power. And I was brought into alignment with this higher power, and, and my life began to change. And if it could change for me, you know, I used to bust windshields and bust relationships and so forth. If it could happen for me, well, there's nothing special about me. Why couldn't it happen for you? You just have to follow it precisely. And if you follow it precisely, then watch what happens and then tell other people about it. Pass it on. Very grateful for this program. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Mary Kay. And Carrie S., you're up next, followed by Kathy Jo P. Good morning, everyone. This is Carrie S., so gratefully recovered in Colorado. Oh, my gosh, I'm just so super honored to follow one of my heroes. And, uh, yeah, punching windshields, thank you for reminding me of my own insanity. I, I too, share in that experience of insanity. Oh, God, what a beautiful, beautiful program we have. And just I listened to the morning meeting and heard so much of I could just identify this ripple effect of recovery. You know, if I stay if I have the grit and the determination to stay marching on, I have, it's just amazing. My, my day yesterday, unbelievable. We had five newcomers in our face-to-face meeting and, you know, I was just so overjoyed with the opportunity to share, you know, in my despair, like the depth, the, the, just this dark hole of despair that I was in and, you know, now I have this haven, this sanctuary to come to every day. And it's this phone bridge that has done it. And, you know, I just, I just want to, you know, share, too, that to be of service, we have got new phone bridges popping up uh, Monday, Wednesdays, and Saturday evenings. The family afterward is a phone, a new phone bridge, you know, taken after the 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 vision for you format. So if that's something that you guys are interested in, look at, look into that. Um, and, but I just want to, I just want to celebrate that I can identify with not working step 10 daily and have relapsed, uh, you know, but, but thank, thank you, God, I'm going on six months of, of back-to-back abstinence. And um, yeah, I'm just so grateful to be here and be a part of this. So with that, I pass. Thank you guys. Thank you, Carrie S. Kathy Jo P, you're up next, followed by Mo H. Hello, this is Kathy Jo P, a recovered compulsive overeater in Minneapolis. Um, I'm thinking about remembering people saying that we are praying for those who still suffer and remembering that a lot of these people are in the rooms. And I was one of those people in the rooms. And thank God there were fellows that did not love me to death. Harlan at the convention said, um, honesty without compassion is cruel. Compassion without honesty kills. And I've been thinking about that a lot. And yesterday I was in a 
tough spot with some of my character defects, and I reached out to someone, and she gave me some work to do. And in that work, I was reading about acceptance, and on page 419, it talks about how we can get intolerant in our meetings and show up at our live meetings and judge them for everything that they're doing wrong rather than what we can bring to that meeting and to be of service. And it can get real comfy on my couch under my blanket listening to a meeting or in my car getting on the line, but I'm asked in this program to work with others. Otherwise, I will die. And also, I just want to say to you all, I have little cards that you can bring to your live meetings that have the printed out information about these meetings. So please contact me if you're interested in getting some of these, Kathy Jo P. here. And again, when we show up at the meetings, we are there to be of love and service. And I have a sponsor here in Minnesota that did that for me for 38 years. She's been abstinent. And she showed up everywhere, even my birthday parties where I would sit there and overeat on cream cheese puffs and wine. She was there carrying the message, eating abstinently, loving people, and being of service. And I am so grateful to her, and I'm grateful to the ones who looked at me and said, you should be at Go Weight by now, as I was showing up overweight. These people helped me, and that's what we're here to do. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you very much. Thank you, Kathy Jo P. Mo H., you're up next. Good morning. My name is Mo H. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Thank you. Okay, thank you. I'm a recovered compulsive uh, eater in Northern California. Thank you, moderator, very much for your service, and thank everyone on this line and all those who began this meeting. I am so overexcited today, so much in gratitude um, that I have sponsee calls in the morning during this phone meeting, and I can't get on it live. And at the convention, I was sharing that with someone, and she said, well, why don't you take one day a week and... um, have all your sponsees listen to the meeting and then you discuss it the next day. And I introduced that to them on Monday and they were all willing to do it. So I get to be on the line live on Wednesdays and I'm so overly excited about that. So I needed to share that. Anyway, what I wanted to speak on today is um, that I was defeated and I seized upon this book like my life was dying. I was given this book at my very, or sold this book at my very first meeting in 1989, and I didn't seize upon it. Um, I just thought it was another book to read, just like all the diet books that I had bought, uh, the the weight loss books, the magazines with uh, how to lose whatever in five pounds in, you know, five days or whatever, so much weight by Thanksgiving. And so I did not, I did not know how to read, to study this book until I was introduced to this phone meeting uh, by my current sponsor. And that was about a year and a half ago. And I've been on the meetings ever since. And I was uh, blessed to go to the convention. So uh, 
I just, there is so much hope. It says our hope. There's so much hope in this chip of a book. Um, Gosh, you know, written so many years ago. But yes, there's so much hope today by hearing your voices on the phone, by reaching out. um, All of the excitement uh, that comes from being part of this and yes, it is a safe haven for me. Haven, safe haven means safe. It's a, a safe haven for me. And for those who must find a way out, and there's that word must again. Uh, there's many, many musts in this book. So I am just so excited to be part of this recovery process. And my hope is to bring this back to my meetings and have the meetings become alive with the hope of this book. Um, we were luckily to, we, we graciously started a big book study meeting here in our area, and it is being very well attended by a number of people who are just wanting to study the big book together, and that's exciting. All right, so I'm just overexcited today. So with that, I will pass. Have a great day. Thank you, Mo H. So for those who joined us a little late, we're on page 153. We're reading the second paragraph that begins, our hope is that when this chip of a book is launched. Who would like to comment on that paragraph today? Star one to unmute. Hi, it's Amanda. Amanda. Cherry H. Terry H. Terry. Terry H. Terry H. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Leslie W. Leslie W. Anyone else? Greg B. Greg. Jody E. Q. Jody E. Q. One more. Wendy M. And Wendy M. Thank you so much. So I've got Amanda R., Terry H., Leslie W., Greg B., Jody E.Q., and Wendy M. Please go ahead, Amanda. Oh, Amanda B., I believe it is. Yeah, that's me. Hi, I'm Amanda B. Uh, Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Thank you. Thanks, Eileen. Hi, I'm Amanda B., uh, up here in Canada. And I just, this paragraph has so much. Um, Our hope is that when this chip of a book is launched, on the world tide, like this is a worldwide problem that we have of compulsive overeating, defeated drinkers, and the word defeated having been beaten in a battle or other contest or demoralized and overcome by adversity. Boy, I was demoralized, that's for sure. Um, the mental obsession took me by storm. And, it, and, and all I have to do is follow these suggestions. They don't have to make sense to me. They're not logical. Every step is actually unlogical to me. I'm powerless. Well, that's a, that's not logical. I've been, I'm trying to need to control this, but I know I can't. Um, but it says we will march on. Like I love the, um, you know, those approach still other sick ones, and fellowships of Alcoholics Anonymous they spring up in each city. And to me, this reminds me of like our forwards. They get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's the same as my recovery. It's an evolution piece by piece by piece by piece. And I can remember my worst memories of like, you know, starving myself and running up and down stairs in other countries in the middle of the night and and how different life is now um, having new meaning. And and it it just, 
approach other sick ones and spring up in each city and hamlet. Like, it's just so wonderful. And it's talking about uh, a haven, like the word haven. That's, to me, somebody talked about that, but just just that word haven is just so wonderful. It's a, a place of safety or refuge, right? Somebody talked about a place of safety or refuge. And this is a place of safety. It's a place of safety for me to tell others where I'm really at, what am I really doing, and to tell the truth and to evolve like, uh, or like our book. So thank you so much. I'm, I'm complete. <laughs> thank you very much, Amanda B. Terry H., you're up next, followed by Leslie W. Hi, everyone. My name is Terry H., a recovered compulsive overeater in North Carolina. Very grateful today. It's a beautiful day. Um, I was one of those defeated compulsive overeaters, bulimics and anorexics. Um, I was, you know, hopeless, but was, I was not helpless. And I'm very grateful um, for that day, almost a year ago, that I was able to have the willingness to reach out to a recovered person who I know had worked the steps through this book and had a spiritual experience. And, you know, I was so scared. So nervous, defeated, shameful, all of the, you know, all of the above. And, um, you know, because of that, because of that little willingness and that miracle, you know, I was able to work through the steps and have my own spiritual experience. And um, I'm definitely one of those many um, who have risen up and, um, and is experiencing life today on life's terms. Um, in this year... Um, abstinent and uh, working the program, I've experienced so many things. I'm not running away. I'm not isolating. I'm living life on life's terms. I've been able to travel, go on cruises. My son's graduation from high school. My son going a uh, freshman in college who, you know, is pushing me away and wants his independence. Um, I've had a relation. I broke up with my partner and I'm moving out of my house. You know, I've experienced all of the joys and freedoms and feelings and sadness. All of that comes with recovery. And I am so grateful for that because today I don't have to run away and I don't have to hide and I don't have to isolate and I don't have to binge and purge and restrict. You know, I, can, I, work, I have the tools that are in this book, as other fellows have said, the instructions in the 164 pages of the big book that I can go to and I can seek guidance from other people who are also working this program and who are, who are also recovered. But, you know, the one thing that um, brings me right back, you know, to who I am and what I do is working with others. And that's what I need, you know, to do each and every day. This is not a program where I just read this book. I have to take action and do the work. And I do, you know, when things come up, you know, God, one of God's greatest inventions is texting. You know, I text people and reach out. And uh, I'm really so grateful for that today because, you know, even though I experiences, I experience the pain and frustrations of life, I also experience the freedoms, the peace, and the serenity that also comes along with it. And, you know, for that, I am so grateful. And I just want to pass it on. You know, I know it's, my recovery is contingent on me continuing to work the all 12 steps and, and, and working with other people. And um, I, you know. Gentle reminder. 
I just want to do that each and every day and continue to experience, expand my spiritual experience with my higher power. And for that, you know, I'm really grateful. Thanks. I pass. Thank you, Terry H. Leslie W., you're up next, followed by Greg B. Thank you. This is Leslie W., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Tennessee. Many, we are sure, will rise to their feet and march on. They will approach still other sick ones and fellowships of AA may spring up in each city. Um, I love that. I love the language in this paragraph that says we will rise to our feet and march on. That is so different from the way I behaved um, in this disease. Um, I dragged, I didn't rise to my feet. I dragged myself out of my bed every morning wondering how I was going to make it through another day. Um, I certainly wasn't marching on. Um, I wasn't even trudging. I was barely surviving. And it's funny because this disease is different from other, other addictions in terms of um, well, you know, and just, just in terms of the length of time, um, and, it, and it depends on how severe your disease is and the severity of it and how quickly it has progressed. But it can be a while before you die from this disease. But rest assured, it will be a slow, painful death. And growing up in a small town in South Georgia, um, there was there was never anything like this. Um, in fact, I didn't find Overeaters Anonymous until my 30s, and um, I'm 38 now, and I've been in program for about seven years. And I just stumbled upon it one day. I was I really did, and I never even knew that there was such a thing as a 12-step group for people who ate too much. To me, to me, when I first walked in, it seemed ridiculous. Like, they told me to, to, do, to buy this book, and I thought, why? I'm not an alcoholic. I couldn't understand until I read a story called The Housewife Who Drank Too Much. And I knew, I knew that, that I had this thing. And it wasn't bottles that I dragged around. It was jars, jars of peanut butter. But I knew that I was sick. I knew it, and I knew I had a problem. And I, I, it take, it's been a long journey for me. I mean, I, I've, I've only been, you know, I know that I have not been in as long as others have, but for me, I mean, it took me seven years to get it. I never left the room. But it took me until I started listening to vision, and that's when things really began to click. That's when things really began to, to change for me. Um, thank you, moderator, because they were following the simple instructions in this book. And that is where the solution is, and that's where I'm staying. Thanks. Okay. Thank you, Leslie W. Greg B., you're up next, followed by Jody E.Q. Hi, this is Greg B. in San Jose, California. Can you hear me okay? 
Yes, I can, Greg. Thank you. All right. I'm on my lovely commute on my way to work, but uh, glad to be live today on the meeting. Uh, makes my commute uh, much more enjoyable to listen to the meeting. Hey, I'm glad to be abstinent, recovered. I've uh, been in OA for 10 years. Uh, been studying the big book for 35 years in AA and then in OA. And uh, it's amazing how, um, you know, the fellowship. Uh, when I first got into AA, one of the first places I ever went to was this place called Hope Haven, which was taken after another chapter in the or part of the big book where they talk about Haven at last. Uh, and this was a place, a halfway house, where people would would go and uh, live uh, who were coming out of treatment. And these were pretty low-bottom people. Uh, these were people that sometimes were had brain defects, and wet brains, as they call it in those days. Um, and they were not uh, they were not a happy lot. They were not happily abstinent um, from alcohol, but they did what they had to do, and this was place was a place for them to go. And I used to go to those meetings because it was really important for me to be exposed. At age 23, at those in those days, to be exposed to where I could go with this disease. Now, it just so happens that I had a, a huge blindness to my compulsive overeating and food addiction um, that took me 20 some more years to get uh, into OA. Um, but rest assured that I saw the writing at the end of the tunnel if I was going to keep on those ways of drinking uh, addictively. I would not be here today. And so, yeah, it might take a while to kill me, but uh, it, it's not going to take me really that long because I'm a, I'm a volume eater. I'm not an anorexic or bulimic. I identify with people that have 300, 400, 500 pounds because there's just not enough for me. And so when I was in the food and in the addiction, I would eat mass quantities. And even when I had some periods of relapse, after being struck abstinent for a long period of time, uh, but but not applying these steps of the program, um, you know, the, it came back ferociously. It was worse than it ever was because uh, I was the guy in Florida who picked up the bottle. So today, Vision for You, other phone meetings, face-to-face primary purpose big book meetings, these are all tools uh, and methods by which to study the big book and work the steps in my life. But the most important thing is face-to-face meetings and getting hand-to-hand combat, if you will, or hand-to-hand fellowship with other people live because it's very easy for me to hide out on a phone meeting and sit in the corner and listen passively or talk. But it's really important for me to look eye-to-eye and work with people Listen to people that are struggling and suffering. And yes, sometimes you gentle are the reminder. Only, thank you. Sometimes you are the only message um, at a meeting, but it's also important for me to listen and be helpful, and not just be a clanging gong, but also to have love uh, for others. And because there's no difference between a person that's in the disease, in the food, and not than me. I'm the same person, and I need to be compassionate, but I also need to uh, uh, give what I what I can to help other people achieve recovery. So, well, I'm grateful to be here. Thank you for letting me share, 
and uh, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Greg B. Jody EQ, you're up next. Thank you, Elaine. Followed by Wendy M. Thank you, Jody. Uh huh. Good morning, everybody. This is Jody EQ, gratefully recovered in California. When I first came to um, OA in 1988, in my hometown here of Monterey, California, the culture was uh, such that abstinence from particular foods was not encouraged. Working the steps was stressed, it was. Um, There were some people who were especially vocal and strong. We had a little big book study group, uh, just a few of us at someone's home, including my sponsor. And I can remember reading this book and thinking, now, aren't we, shouldn't we be abstaining from, you know, foods that trigger us like alcoholics abstain from alcohol? But the two people that I was studying with didn't feel feel that way. And um, I was confused (laughs) because I needed to abstain from my alcoholic foods. And I'm just really grateful that, and then that was when the big book was still being used in OA meetings. And then we got the OA 12 and 12 and we stopped reading the big book. Um, And, you know, no blame on anybody. You know, I'm just grateful that uh, we're back to reading the big book and, um, and that, and the doctor's opinion and the importance of entire abstinence. That is, for me, the foundation stone of my recovery. And then the first 164 pages of this book tell me how to work these 12 steps. Uh, Like others I've heard on this line, we are going to start a big book study here in Monterey uh, starting this coming Monday night, and I'm really excited. And um, there's a couple of other people that are going to are starting it with me who also listen to A Vision for You. So I'm just excited for the possibilities and um, what I'm hearing here about how these meetings are taking off. That would be awesome because, you know, I've spent a lot of years. uh, It's going on 30 years going to -to face-to-face meetings and, um, just you know, not, not a whole lot of recovery and not a whole lot of joy of fellowship and um, just so grateful that we do have this renaissance of uh, born of the close study of this book, this chip of a book. What a humble statement that is uh, to say this is a chip of a book. This is a, oh my gosh, this is a, hmm. This is a boulder of a book, (laughs) and we all know that. So just grateful to be among you this morning. Thank you for that. I pass. Thank you, Jody E.Q. Wendy M., you'll be our last share for today. Please go ahead. Yes, good morning. Wendy M., recovered in Colorado, and thank you, God, for the abstinence I have this morning, and thank you all for your um, <clears throat> to your service. So glad to be here. Um, and I just want to start with, if you're struggling, if you're in relapse, if you're, you know, listening but hiding, it is harder to be in the food than it is to be entirely abstinent. Um, 
And I just want to say it again, it's harder to be in the food than it is to be entirely abstinent. And there are just so many recovered compulsive overeaters on this line um, that, you know, I just seize it, you know, seize it. It is just, it's another world. Um, it's a miraculous world. So I want to focus a little bit, though, on fellowship and on meetings. So I have a charmed life in the sense that I get to go to five face-to-face meetings a week, and I get to be on this line every morning. So thank you, God. What a gift. And um, when I first started going to the meetings um, as as someone who has recovered in vision, or, um, you know, I wouldn't understand why, why everyone didn't want what I had. You know, and I thought, well, I'll just, I'll just share, like, more passionately, you know, if I could, like, stand up on the table and convince people, you've got to do this program and you have to do it this way. Um, and, you know, um, and I, you know, I'd see newcomers and I'd be like, pick me, pick me, you know. Um, you know, I, you know, I want to work with you, uh, you know. And it was really interesting because at the convention, Lori C. said, we have to use language that people who are suffering and are new and are in relapse at the meetings can hear. Do not use Wendy's language, right? That program of action, and you know, I can get right into it, right into the sort of uh, big book study uh, vision language. Uh, but to use language that others can hear, others that are new, others that are having a very hard time struggling and, and have the courage to show up at a meeting. And, you know, I have to remember that because I do. I get so excited because I want these people to get this because, boy, I wish somebody told me 16 years ago about this big book. They did. I had no idea what they were talking about. I did not understand the big book at all. And, and, and truthfully, I don't even remember reading these pages. And I was in it for a long time, you know, for a long time. You know, and it took me after 15 years to seize this, to, you know, the miracle happened. Um, I was approached, and I got it. And they had the magic and the miracle, and I was willing to go to any length. So, you know, thank you, God, for that. But I have to remember it took me 15 years um, of not getting it to finally get it. And I hope that's not the case for people on the line. I hope that you get this immediately, um, you know, that kind of thing. But uh, so, and, and when I would first go to face-to-face meetings and, you know, just really pitch the message. Gentle reminder. Okay. Um, you know, I would have to make phone calls to you guys, step calls, because I didn't get it why they weren't picking me um, to do their, their, you know, to work with them. Uh, so anyways, I just have to remember um, God's in charge of all of it, and I'm grateful to be on the line, and I pass. Thanks. Thank you very much, Wendy M., and thank you to everybody who who has shared. We'll now transition the meeting by reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will will, um, Amanda B. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. 
We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.